Good morning. Welcome to Local Matters. This is Ben Rogers. I am here with Cooper Vice Mayor, Mr. Luke Eldridge. Luke, how you doing this morning? Doing good. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I always appreciate your time. Been on several times and just happy to have you back to talk uh, City Cooville, talk uh, your career, uh, everything that's going on there yeah. with helping folks and getting getting in their careers, uh, You should, I guess we could say. Uh, your career is building careers. Right. Well, yeah. You should use that. That's a good, I like that. May have to use that. Your career is building careers. I just come up with that. I will not copyright that, that. You can use it. Okay. Uh, I won't charge you anything. So... Right. Vice Mayor, City of Coval, you are one year in, just a little over one year. Um, we're in September, and you started last year, I guess, end of August, September. What anything surprise you this this year in as as Vice Mayor and on the City Coval Council, uh, City of Coval Council? Let me get that out. <laughs> I, you know, probably some of the things that surprise me the most is you can't. Just I'll say that just how long some things take to get done. You know, you think you can get in there, and get it done, get going, get going to the next thing, but you got to have so many meetings, you got to have so many of this, and it's got to go before that, and you got to make sure of this. And so, you know, you want to get things done your first year in, but you're not going to get everything done your first year in. Um, probably won't even get a few things done your four years in. Mm-hmm. You, if you want to run again, you run again, and hopefully you get it then. But you know, some things that we work on, we probably won't really see the fruition of until. We're long and gone, and that's. I think that's the biggest mindset of all of us is we're not there just for our four years and want our thing done. Um, we want what's best for the community for the most part. I, right. I really believe all of us are have that heart. Um, so, you know, I think some of the things we're trying to establish and some of the things we're trying to do as a as a group as a team. I think you'll see these later on down the road because we're thinking long term, just not well. What's going to make us a good politician? And we were more concerned about our people than we are anything government moves at a slower pace yep people constituents citizens they they rightly so can get frustrated about that i don't get frustrated with them because they're asking questions why part of it i, I can't justify all of it but part of it is government has regulations yep. uh city and county has regulations state has regulations you know something and we're going to talk about budget and but just when you said you know it takes a little time to get something done. Something that we threw around at county commission and budget committee, it never was brought up in full commission, was uh, implementing a wheel tax in the county. Yeah. Well, that just don't start the next day. No. It's a it's a six month. It could be, I should say, could be a six month process. And all the constituents, why, why, yeah. why does it take so long? Well, that's what the state law says. It has to go through these steps. It has to go through this process. And if it works, it's probably you're looking at six months out from the time the, the commission first adopted, first voted, uh, not technically technically adopted, but first voted. And so that's part of why government moves in a slow place. So, so slow place. So you said that was surprise. So, and this is not a negative show, Luke, but it's one of those things where we're very transparent, and honest. Yeah. You have any disappointments in your first year that that maybe you wish would have been different or, or something uh, that that you can think of that you you know I think the biggest I'm gonna say disappointment the frustration is you know we have a homeless issue and some people say it's getting better and I see some things getting better and let me we have a homeless issue but we have a panhandling issue that's a difference mm-hmm. you know you, I work I've worked with homeless for years and there are quite a few who are just struggling uh, whether it be drugs or whatever but even with those that have a drug issue most of them are doing the drug not by choice honestly most of them are doing because they don't want to get sick they don't want to have them come off dts so they continue to do that um just so they can stay stable now there are some we we have our 
we have ours that are just never going to change. But most of those are your panhandlers. And if you notice, it's the same panhandlers panhandling for the last before COVID. I call them BCs before COVID. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping we could get in there and really do some things. Um, the problem we run into is that they're not going to just if it's all about First Amendment rights. And I and I would always kind of not argue, but say, well, okay, what about Second Amendment rights? You know, there's places we can't go into with our guns. And they're like, well, that's a Supreme Court issue. That's why you, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably should have known that, but unfortunately I just wasn't thinking, my head wasn't in that space. Right. Right. It was more so we got this panhandling, what can we do? Other cities are doing something. The problem we run into, the potential is of lawsuit. Um, not on the city side, not on, I mean, they'll, they'll sue who, they'll sue whatever, but more so they go after our police officers. Well, they don't get paid enough to go after that. And if it's a, if we have an issue where a police officer would get sued, that's a person. And it's just, sometimes it's not worth it. All right, well, then we need to come up with other avenues and other things trying to work with them. So the frustration is there's not much we can do about panhandling. Um, we can discourage it. We can discourage people to give you know, that's why we have the signs out there. You know, there's great resources in the community you can give to to help people come off the street because if that penhunter really is struggling, then he could get the help from the Cookville Rescue Mission. He sure. could get help from the PATH program out of Plateau Mental Health. Um, Genesis, ha- there's so many organizations that are out there that help with homeless rather than giving somebody a dollar because you feel led to give them a dollar. Well, you don't, drugs cheap on the, drugs are cheap on the street, so you right. don't know what you're giving and what that entails, well, that's between them and God. Well, true, but you're you're handing the you're not handing them the gun, but you're handing them the 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 avenue of potential overdose. Right. And so I I, I don't encourage people to give money. If you want to give them water, give them water. If you want to give them food, give them food. But money, you're doing nothing. There's one pen. There's one panhandler in particular that stands on a certain corner around you know Burger King. Used to, um, he gets a check. So why are we giving money to somebody that already has financial hmm. service? So you know, there's there's certain things that go on, and people don't understand that. And that's so on our side, it's the frustration of panhandling and not being able to do as much that we would love to, uh, or I would love to. But it is what it is. So we got to think of other avenues to help these individuals because some of them really need the help, and I know that. But you got to have the you got to have both sides of the. I know I'm going long, but you got to have both sides of the the coin there you got to have the firmness and you got to have the love and the kindness mm-hmm. you can't have just one you got to have the both you know? well yeah no you can talk about this as long as you want it so if i have a question about our homeless population or something going on I, you would be my go-to sure. your background has been there your career's there you, you're now a councilman that seeks to provide assistance to help the situation so you're informed and that's why i would go to you so i'll ask you this I, I, from my perception, of course, I live in Baxter, but I'm, I work in Cookville and, and here all the time. The exits are not filled with those nope. panhandlers anymore because the signs are there, right? There's That's what there. we're hoping it is. Um, and I think maybe what's happening, um, they're using the resources more. You know, they're using the rescue mission more or they're using PATH more. We're hoping that is what's that happening. My next question. Yeah. So, okay. So you think that could be happening? You're hoping yeah. that you mentioned one individual that I've, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. So <laughs> the ones that are out there, are they people that have come here to stay? Are they people that were here already? That are they? So, are, they are they just? Are they moving in? Yeah. And, and are they mobile? So we have we have quite a few that are mobile because some of these newer ones that you see, and I will say, not everybody that walks around town with a backpack on their backs homeless. Um, we are becoming more of a <laughs> by, a, 
a foot trafficked, you know, walkable city. Um, so not everybody is, um, but you see the same people over and over standing at the same spot. They've been there for a while. A couple of the individuals, I can name them by names. I've um, been working with them since I've been there. I've been doing this for a decade, and most of these I've been working with for a decade. Wow. And get them everything that they need to line up for housing, X, Y, Z, and then they don't follow through. Now, is there something that we're missing? Because there could be, you know, are we not getting something to them that they need? I don't think it is on some of these individuals. Some of them are some of them are just transient. Um, saw a lady the other day that was seen. She was transient. You could tell. And well, how can you tell? Well, I've done it for a decade. I can tell who's transient, who's not. Um, and you know, you just keep. I keep tabs on who's out there, who's about, who we're running into, and making sure that we're getting them the help they need. Talking with churches when I'm able to about hey, if this you know this is what you need. Talking path. Path is a tremendous. They're boots on the ground. That girl, uh, Jennifer. Uh, she does a phenomenal work, and I try to get her any resource and any help she can to do what she does because she's boots on the ground. She's actually one of the homeless entities in this community who's actually helping them get into housing. And, uh, and she tries her best, but she's struck by funds, obviously, because she's a government. She gets her hers is, comes from government funding. But she does everything she can to help in those. But she can tell you as well, she's beginning to understand individuals here and see the need. Um, with that said, we are. I was talking with Blair Dudley with Hip Cookville, making sure um, one thing he's wanting to do is open up another cold shelter like we did last year. Uh, he did it all. I was just there to help him get it out. Um, but you can see a difference, and hopefully with this extreme cold shelter, if we can get it up and going, then what we can do is help those who either don't want to go to the mission, can't go to the mission, or it's too far for them to walk, whatever it may be. The mission may be full. I mean, when it gets cold, people go more, right? So we're just trying to be another – he's trying to be another avenue working with the church to get that open this year. Would you say – don't give me an exact number because I'm putting you on the spot, but as far as the homeless population goes in Putnam County and Cookville, directly related to mental health issues, percentage-wise – Oh, man, I would say you're at least 75% more. And there's a reason I ask that. Um, you know, the legislature's met in special session. They're putting more funding into mental health issues, and I think they should. Um, we have mental hospitals that have closed down. you got basically two places around that you can take somebody, and then they just ship them back out because they ain't got no beds, right? Yeah, right. I think uh, states should open up back what they had. Um, put more funding. That's, it always seemed like that was one place. When I worked in the mental health field, it always seemed like that was one place funding always got stripped first was mental health. Yeah. Um, you know, again, First Amendment rights, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of things that people would say, and I'm like, yeah, but these individuals need help. We need long-term help until they get stable. and get. And what's interesting is that we will put court order on anybody with drugs, and we're against MAT, but you could court order that. But when it comes to home, when it comes to mental health, not much we can do about it because that's more of a First Amendment issue. You know, you, freedom must be. There's all this. Well, we can't take the rights away from the person. Well, you're not taking the rights away. You got to do something to get them stable because you can give them back. Mm-hmm. And I'm not all for taking people's rights away, but when they come in danger to themselves or society, right. at some point we got to step in and because we care about the person and not just we. You know, we got a lady that walks around town all the time and she needs help and. Yeah. It, Nobody really wants to do anything. And we've tried. Police officers have tried. We've tried multiple things, but she needs to go and get some long-term assistance where she can get stable, hopefully. She needs medical care. She needs medical care. And yeah. I wish the state would put more funding and open stuff up, back up, give us more beds. 
because you're just hurting the cities. Right. And the average homeless person, and a lot of it's mental health, is going to cost. Uh, it's about oh, about twenty, thirty thousand dollars a homeless individual. Yeah. Because of that's what it costs the city. That's what it costs your county. Wow. Um, because of every entity coming together trying to help them. You know, the police, the ambulance, the hospital, all of that. So if they would open those back up to where we could get some help, we might not cost us as much to help individuals in the long run. Well, that's why we have good people like you. I'm with City of Cooper Vice Mayor Luke Eldridge. We'll be back in a moment after the break here on Local Matters. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in studio with Coval Vice Mayor Luke Eldridge. Good conversation so far, talking about uh, your first year in office. We've talked about surprises, talked about some disappointments. Let's talk some good stuff. Yeah. Encouragement so far in your first year. What, what, what kind of encouragements do you have? You know, going in, um, you know, I knew Mayor Wheaton a little bit, but and I knew Eric a little bit. Um, but going through the the campaign trail, uh, everybody that was running, outside of a couple, <laughs> um, everybody that was running, we, we really hit it off and just joking, having fun and um, getting to know each other a little more in the person and who the person is and what they're about. Um, and obviously us five who are on there now with Mayor Wheaton, myself, Ollie, Chad, Eric, you know, we, 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 we value each other. We really do. Um, we respect one another and different standpoints and different avenues we come in. You know, we've had conversation before where we've we've had disagreements, but at the end of the day, it's business. At the end of the day, it's what's best for Cookville, and we can put that down. We can put that aside and and, and see everybody else's side. Um, and I'm encouraging that because if you got that strong of a leadership coming together and working together, you know that that's going to be a healthy. A, a healthy place to be. I mean, you know, you've you've been on county commission. You know how it is when it's not. Um, but you know, even I think all of us have said that before. It's just it's just refreshing that I can talk with Mayor Wayne and say, you know, I don't agree with that, and this is why. And it, it she she's not going to take it personal, or I don't take it personal, or we can look at Chad, and you know, Chad's got a, a viewpoint that I don't agree, or whoever it may be, Eric, whoever. But we all, I guess, we could say we 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 um value and we respect one another and so that's encouraging uh coming in as somebody who's you know first year run Mm -hmm. get second most votes to be your vice mayor and thankful for that um honored to do it and you know it's it's been great but i'm I'm excited to see what's coming down the pipeline what we're trying to do as a team as what we're trying to do as a group and move forward in some areas trying to get some everybody's wanting road paved 
So we're trying, <laughs> um, trying to work out some things that way and work out some things and talk with TDOT about what we need done or talk up to trying to get businesses here. You know, there's, there's some good things coming down the pipeline. Hopefully if everything, I, they say if the moon and the stars, everything lines, the planets all line up, but they look like they're lining up pretty good for us in the city. And we're, we're in a really good spot financially. Um, and the biggest thing, you know, I'm encouraged that we were able to, you know, obviously we're going to talk about taxes, but we did give an increase to who needed it the most, who was behind the most. Um, and you know, those guys are out there more than anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, they are the front lines more than anyone. And they deserve they deserve more, uh, to be honest. Right. And I wish we could, but that's where we're at right now. Well, and so, and we'll, of course, I, I will mention this. It is okay to agree to disagree as long as when you disagree, you can be right. cordial, diplomatic, and continue to work together. I mean, I, Luke, I'll be honest. I think I've said it on here before. I didn't necessarily support every single thing we did in our budget. I thought there were some different options. I thought there were some things to consider that maybe we could do this year and look forward to the next five years and implement uh, some strategies to help everybody involved, including our taxpayer. I still voted for the budget because I knew that's what we yeah. needed. I was just hoping there would be a little bit – it would look a little bit different. And that's, yeah. it did. doesn't. It's fine. I, you know, no reason to get mad because if you do, you're not going to be able to work together. You're not going to be productive. Right. As far as budgets go, you mentioned, you know, y'all did what you need to do. You took care and, and gave raises to employees. And so Putnam County did too. So you have City Cove, we have Putnam County – taking care of their employees with raises, compensation, benefits. And for now, for at least the next fiscal year, we hope we're competitive. Yeah. City and county are competitive with not only the private sector around us, but other counties and cities near us that we keep our good employees here. And that was the whole goal, right? Yeah, right, right, to, to, to keep them here. Yeah. yeah, because they're doing a good job. Uh, people are moving here because they like the quality of life. They like the services they receive from the city and the county. So the only reason they get those services is because of the people. Yeah. And y'all saw a need. We piggybacked off that. We were already in motion in April and talking about that. Y'all passed a budget, first reading in May, then second reading in June. Yours was done in June. We finished in July. You you set, and I again, I think it's uh, y'all's leadership. You set the tone for us yeah, uh, sure. as a county to follow suit and make sure our employees are taken care of. I've gotten a lot of phone calls uh, from employees thanking us. I've only gotten one phone call. Uh, and over a month since we passed the budget uh, from a constituent frustrated with the tax increase. I was shocked that I didn't get yeah. more. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was too. I, I Honestly, I heard more, you know, you got to do what you got to do. We're, we're prospering. Everything's going good. Um, and when you explain to people, this is the one of the biggest focus and main reason we were doing it for the police department and fire and, and our people. They were like, hey, I would much rather have good police officers fire. I would much rather have all of that if I had to pay a little bit. When you really explain it to them um now there are some that probably that's gonna it's gonna hit some people and unfortunately it's just how it is and i hate to say it that way but that's just how it is i mean it hits us all even me it, it hit me on my house it hit me on my thank you hit sure because i'm in the city so i get doubled You're right? getting double taxed. i get i get doubled <laughs> and but i would much rather have it if we can keep good employees here and we can it opens up to hire more people from here rather than you know, with tech, we always lose people because they, they'll come to school and they leave or right. whatever it may be. But I'm, I'm thrilled that we're able to have that increase to be able to pay these individuals because we need the police officers more than I mean, they do. Again, what I said earlier, they do so much that people just don't know. They're not just going to a drug bust. They're not going to a domestic. They're doing more than just that. 
and people got to understand that. And, and that was one of the big things I, I, I kind of campaigned on was I want to give them a raise. But we, people also had to realize how many police officers we had in our jurisdiction on a, any given day. And I would check with them. How many do we have on? How many do we have on the street today? And well, you know, we cover six areas. We're blocked out to sixes, and we had four. That was during the day. We had four there, um, either because we had some in training, we got whatever. Right. But the other thing was is that well, we can't keep them. And well, if we can't keep them, we got to do something, and we can't. Nobody's going to come work as a police officer for what we were paying them. Now we're up at fifty thousand start now, so that's great. Um, honestly, I wanted to, and people would shoot me, but I wanted to increase a little bit more on the tax so I could give them, we could give them more. And, uh, I think we went up 10 cents or whatever, but I wanted to go up, I want to go up more because it was barely, when you look at how much you're going to pay over the year on your taxes, this is a very small amount and I wouldn't care to do that. But also you got to keep in mind everybody. So again, we had a good balance of let's go to, let's go do that. Let's do this increase and then see how we, hopefully we continue to do better. We won't have to again. So did the whole increase go to raises? Yeah. Yeah. Most. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I think the last time maybe the city, you correct me if I'm wrong, increased taxes, there was some to, to employees, but a lot of it went to infrastructure and roads and projects and stuff. So, uh, sometimes priorities change, right? Right. And the cat, it's up to the County and city council. We're elected as, as, as commissioners and city council, um, to make those decisions about what is a priority for our people yep. and our people, hopefully, and I'll, I'll say this before we take the break, we encourage you and I as public servants, encourage people to reach out to us and say, what is it you want as yeah. your quality of life? What do you see? And so we make our decisions based on what we f- get feedback from our people. Right. So I think it's important to, to open those lines of communication with constituents Oh, absolutely. And, and just see what do they need and, and have them come to meetings and talk about it. And some things we can do, some things legally we can't do. That's a, maybe a different issue. And there's times that we say at the county, hey, that's a city issue. You need. Yep. I, I don't care to talk to your council person. Uh, I, so, But anyway, um, good conversation. I'm with Vice Mayor Luke Eldridge from the city of Cookville. Uh, this has been Rogers on Local Matters. We'll be back in a moment just after this break. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Vice Mayor Luke Eldridge for the city of Cookville. Talking budgets, uh, talk about raising taxes, and, and county and city did so to take care of their employees and some other things. Let's talk about some projects going on, Luke. Yeah. Are there any projects the city of Cookville's got going on right now, for especially for infrastructure? Sure. You know, we're working on roads. You can see some getting paved right now, and we've got a list of that we want to get done. And one thing, you know, again, we're a team. And one thing that Chad Gilbert brought to the table that I really appreciated and never thought of it, but that's his vein, right? I mean, he's a contract. He understands. That's his vein. So one thing he he brought up in, a, in one time we were talking was that why don't we – we know how many roads we have in the city. Well, he, he knows. He understands that an average road is – last about 10 years, depending on how much drive time's on it, you know, an average. Well, why don't we start dividing out percentage-wise how many roads we got and then – so year one, we're doing this percentage, year two, that. And then when you get back to year 10, you, you start it all over mm-hmm. again. And you're all the time constantly versus, oh, well, we got to do this over here. This is a great idea. Right. Perfect idea. I'd love to see us to continue that. And hopefully we can implement that to where we do so much. We actually put some more money into the, uh, into that vein to where we can um, be able to do more roads. One of the things we run into is, you know, I don't say run into because, man, people – Everybody gets political if you say something wrong. <laughs> I understand. But, you know, it's one thing that is, is, you know, Rogers Group does a lot of work for everybody around here. So we're limited on when we can get them sometimes, but we're we're able to get them. And so we're working with them even more to 
to say, hey, when can you be there? And we want to get as much as we done can in that moment. And so getting that working relationship really well, and I think they've always had it. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, with Chad and with Ollie, with all of us, we have a we, we all have our strengths. And so able to bring certain things to the table and work on it. And I think you'll see a difference hopefully over these next few years in the road and how we're doing it because that's what I'd love to continue seeing. I mean, Chad had a great idea. Yeah, if y'all work together, y'all can yeah. get there. And um, capital projects is a very important part of infrastructure. I know I've said this before. Most of my phone calls that I get as a commissioner are based on roads. Yeah, well, and that's I was about. I need to add this because everybody sometimes doesn't remember that some of these roads aren't ours. Right. The middle one, the ones everybody once worked on today, those aren't our roads. That's right. state. Yep. That's why we talk with the state on that. We talk with TDOT. You know, you got Jefferson Willow Spring. Um, uh, Jack, we're good on Jackson. We can actually touch that one. Right. Um, but some of these big 70, you know, these some of these roads, these are not ours. These are, they belong to the state. And so we can only do so much. Well, they're working on Jefferson now. They are working on Jefferson now. I'm, I'm, I think everybody down on Prescott's ready for that one to be done. <laughs> yeah. You got to wait till 24, <laughs> I think. But be patient because you will be so happy when you see it. Um, and TDOT, they were. T-Dot, well, I think they'll tell you, and they understand, you know, it's a big state. They're behind, too. You know, they're just, everything, inflation has just cost everything, so it has slowed everything down, even with what they have to do. You know, we we don't want, we want these things done, but it takes money, and but we don't want people to print more money until it, something that benefits us, right? Right, right. uh, But we got to, we got to. It'll get done, hopefully, but it may not be on the time frame we would love to have it, and that's just part of it. That's government. Yeah, that's part of it. You, 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 of course, you've got three years left in your term, and you've yeah. got some time to continue to work. And, I, you know, city and county's done well working together on partnerships yep. with infrastructure as well. So uh, we'll continue to do that. Let's let's move our focus a little bit, Luke, and talk okay. about your career now. And um, you, you've, you know, you went from – you're still – in the career of people, right? right? You're still in the career of helping people. You've moved focuses just maybe a tad, I guess, in some ways. But where are you at now? So right now I'm at, I work for the American Job Center. I, I run two programs um, through WIOA, Title One and Title uh, Five, and that's CSEP. So it really doesn't – basically people who are needing to get back to work. Um, we work with the state um, out of the American Job Center. We just actually moved on to um, behind – Electronic Express and A1 on Willow. There used to be a Suboxone clinic on the top side of them. So if you look at Game Exchange, we're the windows on top. You just come back on the back side of that. We moved there last week. Um, We're still getting internet. We're still working on everything. Um, But our job's obviously to help the workforce and get the workforce back up and going. So we help individuals um, when it dislocated workers. So if they get laid off, they can come to us. They automatically qualify for support services which is they can get three thousand dollars support service to help pay some bills because they're going to get a new job and there's that gap right right? um it's not a long-term thing it's you know we can help you up to this amount and then that's it because the goal is to not be a cash cow but to be the help you need and then we've got people want to go back to school and they qualify um normally it's low income and we got qualifiers that we we could go through but um we got up to $5,000 tuition. So we work well with TCATS. We work with Genesis Career College. We work with Fortis. We work with Vol State. Um, we can't help with when somebody going to a school like Tech until their last two years. It's just how it is. Um, but you have to see us before you in, before you start your school classes. So 
we help uh, we got a program right now for youth trying to get youth back into the workforce and um, we we actually can pay for businesses to do a work experience with anybody um you know you think you know a lot of people use why staffing stuff like that well we can pay we all liabilities on us we it's no charge to anybody to ben rogers one if you had something you want i think this guy'd be a good fit or i could call you and say hey i've got somebody wanting to go down this vein of work would you give them a work experience because either one they need a resume build or you have an opening that they may be good for and you've got 500 hours that you can it's a trial and error and if they work well i mean you end up hiring them and that's a win-win for everybody get somebody in the workforce get somebody the actual person you want because a lot of business owners or a lot of people we talk with in the workforce they say we would just love to be able to have somebody stay longer in two weeks or we would love to have somebody pass a drug test. But a lot of it's we'd love because they're coming and going. And we sometimes in the workforce, we are we're we're fighting against each other because one, you know, we're we're cannibalizing our own people because you pay 50 cents more over here. So we're trying to help balance all that out and get people in the workforce where they need to be. Um, but our jobs to get people into that sustainable work to where they're getting off the government assistance as much as possible. Yeah, so I, I'm going to put you on the spot, Luke. Yep. Roughly how many job openings are there in this area? Do you know? Ooh, well, one stat showed – are we talking Putnam or are we talking – because I Let, manage the whole Upper Cumberland. Well, let's talk Putnam if you can. So Putnam, um, there's – ooh, I don't even remember. We were, we were at a summit the other day, and I think they mentioned it. Um, unfortunately, I can't remember. But I can tell you there's more jobs. Job openings there are people looking for jobs yeah that's and that's my point i guess yeah. i'm getting to yeah. and and so if there's somebody out there that's you know needing um you know a job wouldn't i mean the, the first call they should make should it be to you yeah it should be to us at the american job center or stop by there um come see us and we can help you with resume building we can help you look for the job we can if you have an idea like man i want to work here then we can talk, call that company and see if they're willing to do a work experience with us. If we qualify and we'll do that. We had a young girl we were helping one time and she wanted to be, she wanted to work at a uh, morgue. I like, you sure? She said, yeah, I want to work at a morgue. So what we did was we put her in a work experience. She found out real quick. She did not want to work in a morgue, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. And she's like, no, 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 no. I want to do something else. But so the work experience helps that individual realize, are you sure you want to go down that vein before you spend all the time, effort, get the credential, the money? Because working at a morgue, I'm sure that is a very fine credential. Right. And, you know, you you can't go to a bank and say, well, I got this degree and, or this credential or this certificate as a morgue person. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're dealing with apples and oranges there. But it helps them realize that's not what I want to do, and we can get them to the workforce and get them into what they enjoy and love quicker rather than later yeah so there i mean basically there's an avenue there's, yep, there's a, a an avenue for assistance they don't have to figure it out on their own right nope, nope. and does it cost them anything to call nope. you no it's free They're, all of our service is free it's all i mean you can come and you can get right in and see one of our career advisors or see somebody with the state um to help you get set up and hopefully we can get you on the track so you cover the whole upper county whole upper, all four uh, yeah all 14 counties how many employees do you have i have i have 12 employees and um, we are. I have somebody that is in Putnam County, Cumberland County, um, Fentress County, Overton County. And then I have Macon. Somebody's in Macon County. Somebody's in Warren County, DeKalb County, and then the. I'm trying to make sure I got everybody. Yep. And then I have um, others that are that can go to the counties. Sure. So. 
kind of what I do, except I'm in county government and you're helping people find jobs, but yep. it's the same area and you're con- basically consulting, assisting yep. people in that avenue. So it's one of those things where this is out there. How do they contact you? What's the what's so the phone number or phone website? Number. So you can go. So the phone number, let me make sure I get it because we have moved, but let me make sure. And y'all used to be over there uh, off England Drive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've moved, and you were with uh, Workforce Development in the same office. Yeah. Did they move as well? Yeah. So okay, work, everybody's moving. Workforce. Out. Yeah. They're um, all of us have moved. Okay. Let me find. See, them. I didn't even know that. Another reason I do the show because I learn so <laughs> learn things <laughs> when I talk yeah, to people. Well, because, you know how it is. You can't get everything out. You can't get everything. So the number. So if you're wanting to reach us, the number is nine three one five two zero six zero two zero. Five two zero six two six zero two zero American Job Center. If you're looking for a job, don't know quite exactly what you want to do, but you're wanting to get into some career, they can help you. They can assist you. Um, and so I think it's wonderful that service that's been provided across Upper Cumberland because there's 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 thousands of jobs yeah. really in Upper Cumberland, right? Oh yeah, are available. yeah. There are. There's just more jobs than there are people. Yeah, because counties and cities around us are are opening uh, retail. They're opening industries. People are moving here because, again, it's an attractive part of Tennessee. Luke, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Appreciate the service you put in. Um, you've done a really good job your first year. I think the whole council uh, – I'm and I, there's there's two that I haven't had on the show yet, and I'm going to have them on, folks. I promise you I left them out on purpose. Uh, but there's two I'm going to have on hopefully in the next few months uh, at the council. But y'all have worked well as a team. Yeah. I, I, I keep up with it as you do a commission. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of uh, struggle with you all. I think you all are, 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 have the same vision. Yeah. You're trying to move forward, trying to provide a quality of life. We are on the commission, too, and we work well together. So Absolutely. I appreciate you, what you do. appreciate what you do at the American Job Center. Giving somebody an avenue to earn money and provide a living for their family is the one of the most important things a person can do. Yeah. And y'all are there to assist. We are. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for being here, folks. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hope y'all enjoyed this. Have a great weekend. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile than it is to frown. Be kind to somebody. I promise you it's easier to be kind than it is to be mean. Thanks for producer, Jake. He's the man. He's really kind to me by helping me out. Hope you have a good weekend, and we'll see you next week on Local Matters.